Well, hello, everybody. I'm Larry Raglan, and I want to welcome you into another edition of the podcast, the Remnant Leadership Podcast. You're here because you're remnant, and you're here because you're a leader. Hey, that's pretty cool. You're a leader, you're remnant, and it's Remnant Leadership Podcast. Go figure. <laughs> this is not going to be a real long podcast. I'm going to get right into some things that's just on my heart and on my mind. And and as I said, we, we do speak to the remnant, but we speak to leadership in general. And I just want to tell you that there is something that I see happening right now. There's a pattern that's going on for the remnant. Because, you know, when we say the remnant leadership podcast, we mean there truly is uh, a small number left uh, that's really serious about kingdom work. And uh, they're hardworking, they're dedicated men and women of God that have fought through I mean, unbelievable things. And, of course, we all know what's going around the world in 2020, 2021, and even parts of 2022. The mindsets of people that we lead has changed many of them forever. Uh, Record numbers are checking out of church, leaving church, uh, thinking the church is no longer relevant. And pastors are quitting at alarming rates as well. But another thing I see happening is you you see the people, some of the people that are left in the ministry with pastors and leaders that are still in the trenches and still fighting, they are not being careful about the voices that they are allowing into their lives. And, and I'm seeing it more and more that, um, you know, we're just listening to people that are deconstructing their faith, deconstructing honor, quite frankly in the house of God, and it's just really taking a toll on ministers. For those who may not know this, I am the founder and director of a network called Ambassadors Network that uh, is a network of pastors from multiple different backgrounds, different denominations, different races, different ethnicities, and but we all have one mind in one accord, if you will, and that is to be there for each other in relationships. And what I've seen in those relationships, in those friendships, is discouragement. More and more pastors are just being blindsided by key leaders and, quite frankly, family and friends that's been with them for a long time are just deciding, you know, I can't do this anymore. And it's hard. It's very difficult. It's very hard. And I'm seeing more and more pastors battling depression, uh, battling burnout, and uh, you know losing their passion for ministry. And quite frankly, that means they're losing their passion for people because you can't have ministry without people. So my heart is burdened. You know, I think about the story uh, in, in Word of God that uh, Paul talks about the state of those that are with him, those that have left him those that have never left him and those that maybe are coming back in this season of his life towards the end. You know, he says, Demas has forsaken me. And we have no record of Demas ever redeeming uh, that relationship. So, you know, that word forsaken basically implies that not only did he abandon Paul, but he persecuted Paul and tried to make it difficult. And that's the thing that hurts a lot of remnant leaders is, you know, if somebody leaves your ministry, leaves the connection that they have with you, and it's one thing for them to do that, and that's painful enough. 
But it seems like that's just not enough. They've got to go and they've got to tear down what's what they've left behind. They, you know, misery loves company. So they, if you know, they can't believe that they're the only ones. That's so offending. They can't believe that they could possibly be the only one that is ready to leave. So they get tore up when nobody else leaves with them. So then they start just destroying the character and the integrity of their former leader, former spiritual father and mother. And they can't, they're not satisfied until more people leave with them. And that's just, man, that's just unbelievable that people want to act that way. But it's becoming more and more common. And, you know, Demas has forsaken me. He's just, he's, he, he can't just go away. He's got to go away and then try to destroy me. And he says, Luke has never left me. So I, I know that there are some leaders that will be with you to the end. They've been with you from the beginning or come along alongside you during the journey. And uh, you just know. You just know they ain't going nowhere. They are family to the core. You have the same DNA. You're going to go through the same stuff, and you're going to come out of the same stuff. And then he says, you know, there's John Mark that left and uh, agreed to disagree or <laughs> maybe not even agreed to disagree but just disagreed. But uh, he said, bring him back to me. He's more profitable to me now than he was then. And I just want to encourage you, leaders, that there will be some people, there will be some demises, okay? There's no other way around it. And and I want you to understand that the only reason that Paul mentioned Demas is because he had been close to him. He would have never mentioned just some guy that, you know, was connected a little bit, you know, on a distant connection, showed up for preaching, you know, that's about it. Never got involved. No, you don't mention Demas in such an iconic passage unless he was a key leader, unless he was someone that was close to you. So the reality is, leaders, you're going to have people that you invest your life into, you pour your life into, and uh, quite frankly, sacrifice even sometimes even your own family for them, only to have them to, for whatever reason, turn their back on you, listen to uh, a voice that leads them astray, and uh, and they forsake you, and it hurts. There's no other way around it. Pastor, leader, minister, evangelist, entrepreneur, uh, man of God, woman of God that's listening to this. There's no other way around it. It hurts. It hurts bad. But I tell you, I've been there. I've been there. I've had people resign uh, via Facebook message, resign uh, with a letter. I've had people resign and just never say a single word. Never ex- never an explanation, won't take my calls. And then I've had people resign and leave the church over the years that just leaves bitter, is determined to just burn the house down while they go. But you know what? All these years later, 30-plus years later, at the time of recording of this podcast, I'm still in it. I'm still in the foxhole. I'm still in the battle. And, you know, quite frankly, if I was going to quit, I'd already quit. But I want to say that I do want to equate that. I do want to say something to that. If I was ever going to quit, I would have, would have quit. Oh, I've wanted to quit many, many times. Had had the plan in place to quit, but thank God I didn't. And thank God that God brought voices into my life that enabled me not to do that. But uh, I want to say that I'm not trying to say that I'm like a superhuman, super super Christian, superman of God. No. I battle that, I go through that just like you, but what I've tried to make sure that I do is is surround myself with people who believe in me and voices that are not just yes men, 
the people that are going to speak into my life and be able to identify when they see me going down a trap, uh, a trail that's not the one I need to be on. So you're going to make it. You're going to survive. There were times that I felt like there's no way I'm going to make this because this guy was key, this or this lady. I mean, she did so much in the church, and how am I going to fill that void? But without fail, if you're faithful over a few things, God makes you really over much, and he fills the gaps. But you got to stay in the game for him to fill the gaps. So you're going to have your Demases. You're going to have your Lukes that are just, man, how in the world could you do ministry without them? How could you do life without them? They are as solid as they come. I'm, you know, As I'm recording this, I'm not going to say their names, but I'm thinking of people in my church right now, three, four, five people right now that I tell you what, if I was to ever make a list of those that are even borderline that I would ever wonder if they would ever go, they're not on that list. I mean, they're just as sure uh, a foundation as anything can be, as sure a connection as anything can be. So there's, there's you're going to have your Lukes that are going to just, you just know you, you are cut out of the same cloth. Uh, you are connected at the hip. You are armor bearers. You are connected on another level. We thank God for them. And if you're not careful, leader, uh, you'll take them for granted. So don't take them for granted. I've, I've been guilty of that. And I realized, man, while I'm preaching about all the ones that forsook me and and uh, really just trying to deal with all this, all the dishonor and all the all the rebellion and just filling the blanks, you know, there's old faithful Luke that is over there going, "Hey, you're beating me up for people. You're, I'm I'm here, <laughs> but you're beating me up for all the people that forsook you. I didn't forsake you, but I feel like I have because you all you want to do is preach about the ones that left." So, you know, don't don't remember and don't be focused on the ones that's, that's left, that left you, but stay focused on the ones that are that are left, okay? I'm sure I butchered that statement. But basically, we, we, we preach so much about the ones that left, and we forget about the ones that are left with you. So those are the Luke's. So honor them during this time. Because I'm going to tell you, in the, in the remnant moment, in the remnant generation, in that final generation, in that shaking generation that we talk about on this podcast, the Lukes are going to be far, few and far between. So when you get you a Luke, I mean, honor them, appreciate them. And then there's the John Marks. They have forsaken you. They have maybe left on good terms, whatever, felt like the Lord told them it's time to move on and or whatever it was. Maybe they were started a new ministry, felt like it was time for them to pastor and plant a church and it didn't end well and there was bitterness there and uh, between you and them or mainly on their part towards you and uh, I don't know, whatever the reason. But there are people that, that you never dreamed would come back into your life that are about to come in, back into your life and here's why. They've gone out. They've tried everything. They were determined if there's go, if they're going to go back to church or go to a church and not come into your church because they burned too many bridges. There's got a lot of pride they got to swallow, and they're just in their mind they were okay. Uh, they're not necessarily trying to tear you down. They just they just can't come back because it's too embarrassing. It would feel like uh, you'd have to admit that you were wrong, that you left, and all of that. But you know what? They're, in this day and time, things are becoming so desperate. People don't care about that. They're 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 saying, you know what? I need the real deal, and I've searched high and low, 
and the real deal camp, I haven't found it anywhere else but the place that I left. And they're going to come back. The John Mark's going to come back. And Paul said that bring him to me because he's more profitable to me now. Now, I know we don't serve man, but what he was trying to say is he's more mature, he's more seasoned, he's more experienced. And for what I need to do in this final stage of my life, he has he's got a, a better spirit about him. And he's had to go through some things, quite frankly, that's going to help him help me get through that area. So the older I get, the more I appreciate not only the Lukes, but I appreciate the John Marks that are coming back into my life. I'm seeing some people I hadn't seen in years showing up and plugging in and serving. And man, they're just they're just different people. They just got a different demeanor about them. They got a bit a different um, spirit about them. And I'm thankful for that. So when I read things like that in Scripture, Paul, you know, the greatest, I, I call him, you know, there's no, there's no great greater in the kingdom. I understand that God's no respecter of persons. But if you were to just really find, you know, the perfect example of, an, of a true evangelistic uh, Great Commission Christian believer, it's got to be Paul. He's got to be, you know, to know that he did all that he did when he was Saul of Tarsus, then then to do all that he did while he was the Apostle Paul. It's mind-boggling. This man did so much in such a little time and changed the world. In fact, we you think about think about you know what we know about the gifts of the Spirit, what we know about the fivefold ministry gifts, uh, what we know about uh, grace, mercy, repentance. The Romans' roadmap to salvation. I could go on and on and on. We all learn from Paul. Yet, I mean, you you can't get no more. And I hate I hate this word. I hate it. I absolutely loathe this word. But I'm trying to make an illustration here. You can't get no more um, royalty, kingdom royalty, especially in the time that he was alive, uh, and and far, you know, well into his ministry, where people. No longer thought he was faking so he could arrest more Christians, but they, they realized this dude's the real deal. He's truly sold out to Jesus Christ. But yet you still forsake him. But yet you still can't agree to disagree even on some doctrinal issues just to be around this man for as long as you can. It's mind-boggling. Then you know, I've heard stories of people that were raised up as Mentored by Smith Wigglesworth, mentored by Oral Roberts, uh, mentored by Billy Graham, that, you know, at some point they get jealous. The same spirit that came on Lucifer, you know, they just, they raise up and they, well, who am I? Why am I such a peasant and you're so used of God and all this? Well, I understand that sometimes ministries are pushed down and and uh, and not allowed to grow out of the ego of, of the one that's above them. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you just get to the point where, you know, you're just done serving. You, you, you're no longer want to be an Elisha. You're ready to be an Elijah. But think about it. Elisha got the double portion anointing, but he never stopped serving Elijah. And uh, while he was serving Elijah, God was talking about him to Elijah, and uh, you know that he was ready for the double portion. So that's a big deal, y'all. That's a big deal. So. All that to be said, like I said, this is going to be a short podcast. I want to encourage you that along this journey, and especially, especially where we're all going now, uh, there will be the Demases. Of course, there will be the Lukes, and there'll be the John Marks. 
And quite frankly, there'll be some that you can't label. But it's it's a new thing. It's a fresh thing. And the fact that you listen to this podcast tells me, but forget about me, it tells God, you're still in the game. You're still focusing on the kingdom. No matter who's left you, no matter what's happened, no matter how many churches is closed down, maybe your income is down. More than likely, your attendance is down. Most people's attendance is down. But you're still in the fight. You're still in the game. And I'm going to tell you, if you'll stay and you won't quit, remnant leader, there's some John Marks that's coming back to you. This is going to blow your mind what God's about to do in your life. The Lukes that are still with you are about to be raised up and equipped. And this is going to blow your mind. You almost look like look at them as family and friends now, but they're more than family and friends. Just because they've been with you all these years doesn't mean they're not about to grow greatly in the anointing. And quite frankly, maybe even far exceed the anointing that's on your life. But any kind of good father or mother wants their children to exceed them. So be excited when you start seeing God use them. And I want to say this. There are some demises that have forsaken you and has just tried to destroy you and has talked about you and made up lies about you and and just came after your family, fill in the blank. You're going to have to guard your heart against offense because there's even going to be some demises coming back. I'm talking about people that dog cussed you are coming back, but they're coming back broken they're coming back humble, and they're coming back repentant because down deep inside what they've been running from, acting a fool, all the stuff that they've been doing, is because they've been running from the call of God that's on their life, and you were the only voice that was trying to call that out and affirm that, and they see it now, and, they, and they're afraid. They're nervous. They'll never want me back. He'll never accept me back. Some of them are going to come back just trying to stir up trouble. You, you you need the gift of discerning of spirits to be able to know that, and you don't want no part of that. But there's going to be some that hurt you, that you're going to look out there in the congregation or look around in your ministry, and you're going to see them. Wow, there they are. What in the world are they doing here? They're crying out, saying, ain't nobody ever helped me but you. Is there any way you could let me back? I think about the prodigal son. The prodigal son, you know, he said, if I could go back to my father's house, I'd just be a servant. He had no idea that the Father's heart in that story, in that parable, is the heart of our God. And as much as we can, as close as we can, that should be our heart as well when we see the prodigal come home, the Demas come home, the Luke being faithful, and the John Mark being more profitable. Remnant leader, I love you. I'm praying for you. We need you to stay in the game. Stay focused and stay in the remnant because you are a voice and not an echo and the world needs your voice god bless and i appreciate you for tuning in write us a review it would help us tremendously share this podcast and i'll see you next time on the remnant leadership podcast